All right, let's take our Bibles this evening and go to Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1 in your Bibles. Hope you have a handout. We won't finish this this evening. We'll finish it, Lord willing, next week. So we're uh, coming to the end of our series, just a couple more meetings, and we'll be done with our personalities and Proverbs. Remember, wisdom is the secret to making wise or right choices. I guess it would be redundant to say wisdom is the secret to making wise choices, but wisdom is the secret to making right choices. And uh, it's been said that life is choices, choices have consequences, so make the right choice. Well, that's sometimes that's easier to say than it is to do. And so many times in our lives, we're faced with situations where we're asking the question, what is, what is the best choice that I can make in this situation? Well, wisdom is the key to, to knowing what decision you ought to make. Wisdom is the key to relating successfully to others and, as well as to the Lord. We define wisdom as someone who observes matters, and receives instruction to gain the knowledge and understanding to make right decisions, resulting in a skillful, moral, godly, and life that is blessed. Now, I'm not going to go back and review all of our characteristics of the wise here this evening, so we're going to jump right in. But let's look first at Proverbs chapter 1, in verse number 20. I'm going to read down through this proverb, beginning in verse 20, and then we'll pray and we'll continue with our characteristics of the wise person. Verse number 20 of Proverbs chapter 1. Remember Solomon's writing to his son, and he writes this. He says, Wisdom crieth without, almost like a herald walking through the streets. You remember the newsboys? Uh, No, of course you don't remember the newsboys. I don't remember them. But have you heard of the newsboys where they're saying, uh, what do they say? Mr. Rademacher, do you remember what they used to say? No? Okay. (laughs) That was kind of a joke. I was picking on Mr. Rademacher there. Um, but uh, what would they say? Extra, extra, read all about it. So something like that. And of course, Diana, we know you were not there for that. But in those days. But you, in those days, the newsboys would walk the streets. They'd have their newspapers. You know, extra, extra, read all about it. And, what, what, and then they might name something, a highlight, uh, the, the headline in the newspaper. Well, here we have wisdom. She's crying in the streets. Uh, and she's utter, uttering her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of the concourse, in the openings of the gates. In the city she uttereth her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? Just going along with the flow. How long, church member? How long are you just going to go with the flow? Uh, and the scorners delight in their scorning. Corner, of course, is the, their own authority. I'm going to live my life my way. I'm in control. I'm the leader. I'm going to do what I want to do. And fools hate knowledge. And wisdom cries out to them in verse 23, Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you, and I will make known my words unto you. Because I have called, and ye refused. I have stretched out my hand, and no man regarded. But ye have set at naught all my counsel, and would none of my reproof. And notice the warning here. He says, I also will laugh at your calamity, wisdom says. I will mock when your fear cometh. 
When your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind. Destruction, and in the context, destruction that is coming because we have persisted in our simplicity. Destruction that is coming into our lives because we have persisted in our foolishness. Destruction that is coming into our lives because we will not stop being scorners or sluggards or slothful. When distress and anguish cometh upon you, verse 28, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me, wisdom says, for that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. You and I can choose the fear of the Lord. I encourage you, I implore you to choose the fear of the Lord. Live like there's a God. And when you sin, you ought to tremble. Not because you're in danger of hellfire, but because you know that your Heavenly Father is going to chasten you and there are going to be consequences for sin. There ought to be a trembling. There ought to be choosing to fear the Lord. Verse 30, they would none of my counsel, wisdom says, they despised all my reproof. The word despise means to minimize something. To minimize it, to make it mean less than, than other things in your life. Verse 31, Therefore they shall eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth unto me wisdom shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. Isn't it beautiful how that's written? Wisdom crying out to the scorner, to the fool, to the simple, and saying, won't you please receive me? I'm here. You can be wise. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, help us, I pray, as we look at your word. I pray that your spirit would bring back to our minds things that we've studied already, scripture passages. Lord, we're covering a lot of ground. There are a lot of characteristics to wisdom. And Father, many of us feel so very deficient Uh, So, Lord, where we are deficient, where we are simple or fools or scorners or sluggards, in any area of our lives, Father, I pray that you, I, I ask you for your conviction. Be merciful and gracious to us. Give us what we don't deserve. Convict us. Reveal areas where we are unwise. Lord, I pray that we would humble ourselves. I pray that we individually would seek wisdom. Lord, I ask that you would do what you say you will do and that you would give it to us in abundance. I ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. All right, look at your hand out there. Um, Let's see here. You remember, of course, we're studying the wise. There's the slogan, wow, great choice. I got to tell you, um, I want to be able to say that to my children. Don't you? I want to be able to say, I want to be able to look look them in their eyes and say, Hey, that was a great choice. Good job. Well, I want to be able to do that. Um, But I know, and you know too, that in life, oftentimes we make the wrong choice. But if if we'll walk in wisdom, in wisdom from that is from above, it will lead to right choices. So, wow, great choice. That can be you and me. We were looking at characteristics. Letter T is where we ended last week. Uh, Characteristic of a wise person is that they have gracious speech and that their speech is restrained 
They don't just say everything that they think. They don't say everything that they think, and it's okay. You don't have to. You can still be an honest person and upfront and even a transparent, sincere, genuine person and not say everything that comes to your mind. And it actually, the Bible says, God actually considers you to be a wise person if you do that. So I encourage you, uh, I challenge you with that. Uh, Let's see here, Uh uh-oh. There it is, letter U. That was an unusual glitch. We wouldn't feel right if it just happened smoothly. Letter U, another characteristic, speaks deliberately from a heart that deliberates. Is that redundant? Speaks deliberately from a heart that deliberates. Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 21, see it there in your handout. The wise in heart shall be called prudent. The word prudent means to understand. Uh, The word prudent actually means a lot of things. It means to be intelligent. It means to be cunning, to be discerning, to be informed, to be thoughtful. Those are all good things. How many of you would like people to, when they refer to, to you, say, you know what, he's very discerning. Or she's, she's always very informed. Would you like, or would you like to be say, yeah, she's never informed. She never knows what's going on. A prudent person is informed. They're thoughtful. They have understanding. They're intelligent. So the wise in heart shall be called prudent. They'll be called understanding. They'll be called intelligent. And then he goes on to say, and the sweetness of the lips increaseth learning. Verse 22, understanding is a wellspring of life unto him that hath it, but the instruction of fools is folly or foolishness. Verse 23, the heart of the wise teacheth his mouth and addeth learning to his lips. Now the Bible says out of the heart the mouth speaketh. But here in Proverbs, it actually says that the heart of the wise teacheth his mouth. So if a person is, and those, those two scriptures go hand in hand together, if a person is wise in heart, the heart is going to be leading the lips, the tongue, to say things that are wise. Again, James chapter 3, it's all about that. But the heart that is foolish, living like there is no God, what do they know? Or the heart that is scornful, um, I got this. I got this. I'm the leader of my life. It's going to come out through the tongue, okay? Uh, our, to- our tongues actually, as deceptive as they can be, ultimately do tell the truth in the end. And a wise person is discerning. A wise person can see that. Um, look at uh, the next one. Roman numeral... No, that's a letter V. I've never been to V before, so pardon me. V, characteristic. Their word carries weight. Can anybody remember the definition, what it means to honor? Remember we, we, our theme, to honor God, I will honor God? And it means giving weight to his word, giving weight to what he says. Well, a characteristic of the wise is that their word carries weight. Ecclesiastes 9, verse 17 says, The words of wise men are heard in quiet more than the cry of him that ruleth among fools. Words of a wise man are heard in quiet 
Ecclesiastes 12 and verse 11 says, The words of the wise are as, go- as goads, which goads were used to prod an animal that wasn't moving. It, they would goad it and with some sort of a pointed object. None of us like to be goaded. Um, but the words of the wise are as goads, so the idea would be encouragement. I, I don't want you to misunderstand this and think, okay, so this is, this is why I talk to my wife this way, or this is why I talk to my husband this way. They're like a stubborn animal, and so I'm goading them. And No, 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 no. The idea is uh, almost to encourage to do what's right. That's the idea. The words of the wise are encouraging. They're, they're motivational words. Are, are, how are you when it comes to encouraging others? How many of us like to be encouraged? Can I ask that? Can I see your hand? I love being encouraged. I didn't know how much I liked being encouraged. Um, I think every one of us like to be encouraged. We like to hear, hey, great job. Keep up the great work. Hey, I noticed you did this. I just want to say thank you for that. Hey, thank you for what you do. I appreciate you. We love that. And I'm not saying that we ought to flatter, go around trying to flatter one another or placate one another. But I am saying, and the Bible says here, the words of the wise are as goads. They encourage, they motivate. And these are the words of the wise. Our words carry weight. But then notice this, verse 11 in Ecclesiastes 12, it says, And as nails fastened by the masters of assemblies which are given from one shepherd. What what does it mean, the nails fastened by the masters of assemblies? Well, not easily dislodged. A bunch of nails put into that. They're not easily taken apart. So the words of a wise person, they carry weight, they encourage, they motivate, and they actually strengthen people so that those individuals are not easily dislodged. That's what he's saying. Um, wives, you can encourage your husbands more than you know. You can also tear them apart. You really can. Uh, you can strengthen him. You can fortify him. Uh, men, husbands, we can, we can really hurt our wives. We can destroy them. Our words can be abusive and unkind. They can be bitter. They can be full of resentment. They can be unthankful. They can demoralize. We can demoralize our wives with our words. Or we can speak as a wise man, encouraging, motivating, uh, helping our wives to be stable, not easily moved and dislodged. So the word of the wise carries weight. It carries weight. We'll go on. Letter W. This is uncharted territory for outlines everywhere. Uh, Characteristic that builds people up. Builds people up. Now we've touched on this a little bit, but Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 1 says, Every wise woman, so speaking of particularly a woman, buildeth her house, strengthens, is the idea of the word buildeth, uh, encourages her house, her family. But the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. Now, certainly it's specifically written here in, in reference to a, a woman, a, a mom, a wife. And it's possible for a woman to be foolish and literally destroy her own home. And that would be foolishness. 
Or the wise woman will build her house, will strengthen her house, strengthen her children, strengthen her marriage relationship, encourage that relationship, her family. But there's also application here for us as husbands as well and for young people as well. You know, young people, uh, you know, you can encourage your parents. You can strengthen them. You can, you can compliment them. You could say, hey, Mom, thanks. That was a wonderful meal. Hey, can I help you clear the table? Wow. Words with actions. That'd be incredibly wise. Moms everywhere would love that unless you drop a bowl. Okay? But you can encourage. You can strengthen. You can build people up. Letter X. Letter X. Wise young people are a joy to parents and to others. Wise young people are a joy to parents and to others. Here in Proverbs chapter 10 in your handout, verse 1, says, The Proverbs of Solomon, a wise son maketh a glad father. Now I'm not going to take time here to read back all the way through A through, uh, what are we at here, A through W. I'm not going to go back and read them all. But think, think about, try to, and you can go back and look at the, the list that we've looked at, a, a description of someone who's wise. And, and a son who's wise, who has discretion and controls his anger and controls his heart and is a peacemaker and is not easily deceived and judges sin and gracious and has restrained speech and on and on it goes, right? A wise son it brings joy to his mother. Make it a glad father, it says. But a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. The heaviness of his mother. That word heaviness has the idea of, oh, just, just weighty. You can't, can't get away from it. Here we go again same things over and over again. How many times have we talked about this? He just doesn't get it. Just, it's just so sad. So it's just so sad for a mom and dad to watch their children destroy their life. Make one bad choice after another. It's heartbreaking to a parent. But a wise son brings joy to his parents. Proverbs 15, you see it there in your handout. In verse 20, a wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish man despiseth his mother. He, again, he has the idea of to pull down. I'm going to dishonor. A foolish son dishonors his mother. A wise son maketh a glad father. Now, I'm, I'm about to have, I have a birthday this week coming up know that? Yeah. I have a birthday. I love birthdays. And uh, so I'm, I'm not going to be 30 in my 30s anymore, Gavin. Can you believe that? You think I'm old? No? You're a good man, Gavin. You're a good man. You stop by my office after the service. I have something for you. All right? All right. But you know, the older I get, Gavin the more I want to honor and please my parents. You know that? You know what? No matter how old you are, I encourage you to make it a priority in your life to honor your parents right now where you're at. Don't dishonor them. When they say something, listen to what they say. They have wisdom. 
Listen to what they say. Obey them, even when you don't agree. And that happens sometimes. But the older I've gotten in life, the more I want to honor them. The more I want them to be pleased with me. And a wise son makes his father glad. Look at Proverbs 23 and verse 15. He says, My son, if thine heart be wise, my heart shall rejoice, even mine. Isn't that great? I can see Pastor Burden saying that to Tavian. My son, if thou will be wise, my heart will rejoice. You know, I look at, I look at my children, and I don't know... Sometimes we'll talk about what they want to be someday when they grow up and things like that. Braden, we were talking a little bit about that tonight. But you know what? I like to talk with them about what they want to be. But you know what? I really, it doesn't matter to me what vocation or what ministry or what title they have. It matters to me most of all that they be wise. And I mean that biblically in the sense that they would be godly that they would fear the Lord. That these characteristics, and there are a lot of them, that these characteristics would be, a, would be characteristics of their lives. That they would be wise. The road to wisdom is not always straight, is it? Sometimes it takes detours, and, and oftentimes there are pitfalls, sometimes that we have created for ourselves. But there is mercy and grace and forgiveness with the Lord. You know what? No matter where you have been, no matter where I have been, no matter our failures in the past, we can be wise going forward, and God wants us to be. Proverbs 23 and verse 24 says, The father of the righteous shall greatly rejoice, and he that begetteth the wise child shall have joy of him. And please, mom and dad, I hope, don't, don't leave here tonight frustrated. You know, sometimes as parents we can be frustrated. But especially for those of us with children in the home, the, the, the race is not, it hasn't been run yet. It's not been completed yet. And so when we, as we are parenting, and we look at our children, and we ought to, sometimes Cindy and I will have these conversations. The, it's like the state of the union. It's a conversation, though, not a speech. And it's the state of the Ferguson children. Hey, how's, what do you think about Ian? How's he doing? What do, you think about, what do you think about Tori? Where is she at? How about Olivia? Talk about their friends. How about Will? Their attitudes. How they're obeying. How they're responding to us. Do we have their hearts? We talk about these sort of things. And you know what? As parents, in, in that path, that, on that uh, journey of parenting, it's not all just this even, easy incline up to glory. There are some major pitfalls. And sometimes... We consider our children and we think, you know what? Mm. Wow. If things don't change, wow. What are we going to do about this? How should we address this? What do we do? It's okay. And 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 by the way, if you don't, I want you to, I don't want you to leave totally discouraged or distraught, saying, "Wow, we failed. It's just, it's over." No, no, it's not over. It's not over unless we continue down the wrong path. It'll be over then. But if we're on the wrong path of parenting or if our children are on the wrong path, that's why God's given them us as parents to train them up in the way that they should go, to bring in correction. And so don't give up. Don't be discouraged. Letter Y. Letter Y. The wise person will inherit glory and honor. 
I, I hope you look back through this list on, on your time with the Lord. I hope you, I've given you Scripture to go with these thoughts that have been drawn out of Scripture, but who doesn't want this for their children? And I'll say this, what pastor doesn't want this for the members of his congregation? This isn't just something that I put together and, and presented to the staff or presented to the deacons or presented to our Sunday school teachers. This is something that I long for everywhere within Trinity Baptist Church. And you can have it. The wise person inherits glory and honor. Look here, Proverbs 3 and verse 35. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the promotion of fools. Now, we talked about that, remember? The fool has a promotion coming. He gets all excited. You know what it is? It's shame. Congratulations. <laughs> Terrible. Who wants that? But you know what? A wise person, a wise person will inherit glory. Now we could we, we're not going to spend much time here. Normally when we think of glory in our society today, it involves some sort of athletics and a championship, uh, some confetti and uh, a championship trophy. But that's not necess- that's not what he's talking about here. Glory and honor given by God. And this kind of glory is eternal glory. Proverbs 9 and verse 12, he says this, If thou be wise, thou shalt be wise for thyself, but if thou scornest, thou alone shalt bear it. In other words, if you're going to be a wise person, you're going to benefit, the, you're going to reap the benefits of wisdom. That's simple. If you will be wise, these characteristics evident in your life, you will reap the benefits if you scorn, if you're a scorner, I got this. I'm going to live my life by my rules. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to serve the Lord by my rules. You know, even within ministry, so-called, a person can have the attitude of a scorner. Let's just, let's just say, God, help me not to be a scorner anywhere in my life. Not as a husband, not as a pastor, not as a father, not as a neighbor, no matter what. God, please don't let me be a scorner. And if we are, Lord, please deliver us. So if the person is going to be a scorner, the Bible says you're going to bear it. You will reap the consequences. You'll reap. And as your pastor, I don't want you to reap that. And as a parent, we don't want our children to reap that. Proverbs 14 and verse 24 says, The crown of the wise is their riches. But the foolishness of fools is folly. Proverbs 14 and verse 33 says, Wisdom resteth in the heart of him that hath understanding, but that which is in the midst of fools is made known. Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. The king's favor is toward a wise servant. But his wrath is against him that causeth shame. I love verse 35. So practical. The king's favor is toward the wise servant. Wisdom. A man who has wisdom like we're seeing here in our study. As defined by God himself. But the wrath of a king is against him, against that man who causeth the king shame. Think about your area of of work. Where you work. Your workplace. Do you cause, do you cause shame to your employer? 
Are you slothful? Are you rebellious? You say, well, I got to tell you about my employer. He, I'll tell you, he, he just is, you know what, he deserves whatever I give. Everybody else, everybody else treats him the same way, but you're a, you're a Christ follower. You should have wisdom. Do you cause him shame? Do you gossip about him behind his back? Do you question everything he or she does or they do? If it's, here we go again. They keep making these changes. When will they ever learn? Kind of like we're the ones in charge when really we aren't. You know, it's really quite pathetic. Don't do it. Don't do it. Sometimes, sometimes I I can remember this happening while I was in college. You know. Students complaining about the administration, decisions that were being made. Like we could have run it better. Like we knew how to run a college. We thought we knew. It's just foolishness, isn't it? It's so shameful. It causes shame. So don't do that. And letter letter Z. Letter Z. Wise friends. This is a characteristic of a wise person. A characteristic of a wise person is that he has wise friends. So parents, look, you ought, to, you ought to know who your, who, who your friend or your children have for friends. Well, they're just kids. Well, Solomon, writing to his son, under the inspiration of the Spirit of God, has defined for us a simple person. Are the friends of your children simple? Are the friends of your children fools? Are the friends of your children scorners? Are the friends of your children sluggards or slothful, young people? The friends of a wise person are wise. Look at Proverbs 13 and verse 20. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. So it's not a small thing. Now, now I use wisdom here. Are there any perfect friends out there for your children? Are your children the perfect friends for their children? Okay. So after I've said that, we can just throw this proverb out, right? Obviously, it can't be followed because nothing's perfect on this earth. No, no, no. Don't do that. But you use wisdom. If you see a, a if you have a, a child who has a friend and you see, boy, this friend's, boy, they're just a simpleton. You know what? You're going to have to encourage your child Hey, you be the leader. You be the leader. You do what's right. Um, because you know their friend isn't going to lead them in any direction at all. They're just kind of there. What do you want to do? I don't know. Whatever you want to do. They'll, they'll just kind of do whatever. All right. What if your, your child has a friend who's the fool, who lives like there's no God, like there's no authority, like there are no consequences, whatever they do. They act and then have the look of, oh, what just happened? They live like there's no authority, no consequences. Well, you need to parent your child accordingly. What if your, your child has a friend who's a scorner, who's completely rebellious against authority? At that point, I would seriously suggest saying you can't hang out with them. Because that friend is not a friend to your son or daughter. And they're not a friend to you. They're, they speak bad about their parents. They ridicule their parents, not to their parents' face, but behind their parents' back. They ridicule any authority figure in their life. They ridicule. They work authority figures against one another. 
and they will lead your child, your son or daughter, in a path. Okay. So, so use wisdom. Wise friends, wise children ought to have wise friends, and uh, adults should be no different. Roman numeral three. We're done with the A to Z. How about that? Roman numeral three. Decision. A, a wise person has a decision. Um, the decision is this. They, they need to choose to continue to pursue and follow after wisdom. So maybe you're here this evening and, and you've checked A through Z and you've come to the rock-solid conclusion, I am a wise individual. That was kind of for humor. Most of us look at these and went, whew, well, there's a few of them I'm a little shaky on. But you know what, maybe you are a wise person. I believe there are wise people in this room. But every one of us who may think that we have wisdom, that God has graciously and abundantly blessed us with wisdom in our lives, we all have to make a choice. A wise person has to make a choice. I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue to pursue wisdom, and I'm going to continue to follow after wisdom. I'm not going to follow after the things of this world. Roman numeral four, there are some dealings, some dealings. And the wise increase in wisdom in a couple of ways. And I'm going to give you a few thoughts on this. So letter A, letter A, uh, the word of God. How can, a, how can a person increase in wisdom? Well, we increase in wisdom by the word of God. That's why you're here tonight. Because the word of God makes a person wise. So a simple rebuke will be enough to affect change in the heart of a wise heart or the wise individual. The wise, the, a wise person is characterized by having a tender heart. Does, does, does your, do your children have a tender heart? Are they tender-hearted? Cultivate that tender-heartedness. Cultivate that. Communicate with them. Develop that. You want, you want them to be tender-hearted. The Word of God. Letter B, example. Example. How is it that a person continues in wisdom? Well, through the Word of God, but also through example. A wise man will observe the end of the wicked and will learn. We read about that in Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 12. A wise person looks at what's happening to the wicked. They see the decisions the wicked have made. And by the way, we can even look at examples in our own lives of wicked decisions that we've made. And we can, we can learn from those things. A wise person learns from example. We don't have to experience everything ourselves. And that's, that's great. A wise person doesn't have to learn by personal failure necessarily. Let her see. Let her see. A wise person learns through honor and promotion. Honor and promotion. He's going to learn. Place the wise in authority and in leadership. Place those who are wise in positions of honor and leadership. Roman numeral five, some blessings. And we'll, we'll end with this, some blessings. Blessings of the wise. Letter A, prosperity and success. Proverbs 21 and verse 20 talks about a treasure, in the, there being treasure in the dwelling of the wise treasure in the dwelling of the wise. Poverty is not necessarily a sign of spirituality. Letter B. Letter B. Honor and glory. These are the blessings of the wise. We've looked at these, but I just want to highlight them. Honor and glory. Their inheritance 
they have an inheritance and an expected end. And Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 35 talks about that. I don't think I wrote that down in your notes. Proverbs 3 verse 35. Letter C, knowledge of God. Knowledge of God. This, this is the blessing that a wise person enjoys. They have a knowledge of God. It's, it's not the mark of wisdom for someone to be ignorant of Scripture. So it's, that's why take advantage of Sunday school. Take it, be, be faithful in coming every Sunday morning to the morning service. Be faithful in coming every Sunday night. Gather around the Word of God. Teach your children. Talk with your children about the Word of God. Um, the, one of the blessings of the wise is having a knowledge of God. Uh, it is a curse to a man not to have, not to know God. It's a curse. Ultimately, it can lead to eternal hell. You know, I, I want to impart knowledge to my children of who God is. Uh, like the woman at the well this, this morning, she goes back to her town, her village, and what does she do? She tells them, I found him, he's here, and you need to come meet him. And as parents, we ought to do that with our children. Uh, we ought to be able to look our children in the eyes and say, you know what, I've found the Savior of the world. I've found him. I've met him. I know him. He has delivered my soul from death and hell. And what he has done for me, he will do for you. Josh, you were talking this morning about his creation, declaring his glory. And, uh, you know, we can, uh, the creation that God has made obeys his commands. And, and it's wonderful. We ought, to, we ought to use his creation as an, as an illustration to our children that what God has made obeys him. He is sovereign. He is over all. He has absolute authority to do whatever he wants with what it belongs to him. And that's everything. And we, just because he's given us a free will, young people and adults, doesn't mean that we should rebel against him. It means that we ought to follow him. We ought to seek to know his will and know his character and who he is and please him and honor him. We can talk to our children in this way. Letter D, letter D, skill in living. This is, so pra- this is so practical. Letter A was prosperity and success. Letter D is skill in living. It's part of being wise. This is, this, we're talking about blessings of those that are wise. They have skill in living. They can make wise financial decisions. They don't have to learn maybe how we learned. Um, I think I've told you, I told a friend this week, that Cindy saved me from many of vehicle purchases in our marriage, especially in the first two years. Man, I wanted to buy every vehicle I could have scrapped the money, scrounge the money together to buy. You know, it's like I, I would go look at them and come back and say, we could afford this. We could afford that. I think it was like once a week. We could afford this. We could afford this. I remember, and she was so gracious, she would, she would go with me to look at them. And one was, uh, it was like a, a Chevy Tahoe, you know, it was black, you know, and uh, it was lifted a little bit, you know. And I remember she's standing there, you know, and I'm like, see this, honey, we could ride around. This is four-wheel drive. I know we live in Florida, but if we had to go to the beach through sand and a hurricane or something, this would get it done, you know. And, and she's standing there. And she's like, is that big black puddle under it, does that belong to the truck, or is that from a previous vehicle? Oh, I don't know. I'd, that's probably just a small leak, you know. It was just... You know, I've had to grow in these things, right? Okay? We've all had to grow in these things. But you know what? 
we, we can. We, we can grow. And we can, the wise, we can impart wisdom to our children. And, and we can encourage one another to be wise. This is a little off the subject, but I think it helps illustrate this. I, I looked up a word this week. You know, the word prudent shows up in Proverbs. And it says that those that are wise are prudent. And those that are prudent are wise. So it kind of is used interchangeably. And I wanted to know if the term prude, which I think is a slang term, uh, came from the word prudent. Because it's, the word prude is used kind of as a, a word of derision. You know, you're such a prude. It's used that way. Well, I found out, from what I found, they're not related, but they are very similar. The word prude is a French term, and it speaks about a woman. It's used to describe a woman who is honorable. But it's used as a term of derision. Isn't that interesting? You know, I think I, at the beginning of our series, months ago, I asked you, how many of you, when you hear somebody, hear somebody who's called prudent, you think of somebody who's like, just a lot of fun to be around, you know, and they're just, they're just like the, they're the star of the party, you know, they're prudent. How do you think of being prudent as being fun and enjoyable and exciting? And you're all like, I don't think so. But you know, you know, sometimes, and I think that just goes to show how we've been influenced by our society. Why is it that we put more, more emphasis, uh, a higher grade on being exciting in the life of a party? Why is it that we think that's better than being prudent? We look at this, prudent, we kind of go, yeah, doing what's right, fun. See, I think we're, we're a little out of balance. I think all of us face this to a degree. We need, to make, we need to get things, we need to think biblically is what this study is all about. We need to think biblically. God has actually shown us through this study, he's actually identified characteristics in our lives that are way out of line. He's also revealing to us the society that we're living in, personalities and characteristics of people, some of whom live in our own homes. And the que- real question is, what are we going to do with the truth of the word of God? Are we going to make excuses for simplicity? Are we going to make excuses for foolishness and scornfulness and, and uh, being slothful and be like, oh, they're just, that's just who he is. That's just who she is. Just who I am. They're just kids. You, you have the truth. You have the truth. And I've given it to you in such a way, I, I put it in your hands. I want you to take it home. Don't lose the handout. I always lose handouts, but you don't lose handouts. Go back and look at them, read them. I've given you a shortcut here. You can go back and read all the Proverbs and recompile everything, or you can keep the handout. You can go back and say, you know, there was something about, what what am I looking at in my childhood? What am I seeing here? Well, you ought to be able to identify it. And then ask God for his wisdom. There's a letter E, letter E, rule over the foolish. And we looked at scripture for that as well. Rule over the foolish. These are the blessings that we've seen. Prosperity and success, honor and glory, knowledge of God, skill in living in this life, and ruling over those that are foolish. You know, you can be ruled by the foolish, or you can rule over them. And the wise have God's blessings in these areas. I'm going to stop there. We're going to end 
with that verse that, that I've quoted for you several times now in James chapter 1 and verse 5, where James writes to those Hebrew believers and he says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. That giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Now, how many of you in this room would say, between you and the Lord, without raising your hand, how many of you would say in this room, between you and the Lord, God, I lack wisdom in my life. You don't have to raise your hand, but you'd say, I lack wisdom in my life. Then can I encourage you as your pastor to do something tonight? Can I encourage you to find a place between now and before you go to bed and get on your knees and pray and say, Lord, I lack wisdom. God, would you help me to be wise? Would you give me wisdom? Now, I can't help but notice in James' statement from God to us, he says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask. Later on in the book of James, he describes pride for the people, those Hebrew believers, and he says really this, that some of you, a characteristics of pride are twofold. Some of you you don't pray because you're proud. Kind of like the scorner. I got this. You know, I heard the message, heard the truth. I can see some of those things. I need to be wiser, so I will be there. That's not what God said. God said, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask. And, and asking is praying. And praying is humbling ourselves and saying, God, I don't have some of these characteristics. Lord, I lack these things. And by the way, it's possible for some of us, and I say this to us as men, for some of us in this room as men, and we are very, there are some of us that are intelligent, there are some of us that are hardworking, there are some of us that are disciplined and successful. It's still possible to lack wisdom. And we would do well as fathers, as husbands, to lead our families in humbling ourselves and saying, oh God, would you make me wise? Now next week, we're going to come back, we're going to finish this next week, and we're going to make a lot of application. It'll be heavy on application next week, but I hope you'll be here. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Lord, thank you for the pastor who about 20 years ago in my life came and preached on wisdom and challenged me to pray for wisdom. Yet, Father, to this day, I continue to ask for it, and you continue to give it. Lord, I pray that you would continue in this. Lord, I pray that you would give me wisdom beyond my years, beyond my experience. Lord, thank you for your forgiveness in my life. Thank you for being merciful and long-suffering to me through the many mistakes that I have made times of foolishness, simplicity, scornfulness, and slothfulness. You have been faithful to me, and you have never left me. You've never forsaken me. God, help me, I pray, to be wise. Lord, I pray for this congregation. Lord, I pray that there's some that you've convicted tonight. Lord, I pray that they would make a decision tonight, and that their decision would result in an action. I pray that there'd be a confessing of sin. Lord, I pray that there'd be a turning to you, turning to your word.
turning to wisdom. And Lord, as they ask, I, I ask on their behalf that you would pour out your wisdom in abundance. I ask these things in Christ's name. Amen.